Hey y'all, I'm T the Brand, Lash Marketing Mentor. I help lash artists become lash marketers because marketing builds clientele. This is a topic that I am excited to talk about because it's one of the things that so many of us get worried about, get afraid to do, and the fear stops us from moving forward and really being able to grow our businesses. Um, and that is the topic of being scared to raise your prices. This was a trending topic at LashCon. So that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about it right now. Um, this is usually the time of year where lash artists are deciding if they're going to raise their prices for the next year and what their price point is going to be and how to go about it, how to let their people know, all the things. And I can relate to the fear of increasing your prices because that was one of my fears every time i have done a price increase the scariest time that i did a price increase was back in 2021 when my prices for let's say a volume full set was 115 it went up to 185 and i was so scared of some of the things that we're going to talk about that you are probably afraid to do as well so let's go ahead and get to it of course y'all know i got my notes if you are watching on youtube you see me with my ipad if you are listening to the podcast then of course you can't see it but know that i always have some notes written somewhere because i'm not trying to remember all of this stuff off the top of my head and i want to make sure that i am being thorough in what i share with you guys so one some of the fears that come along with raising your prices first of all it's doing it it could be not knowing what to raise your prices to, but one of the big ones, you're afraid to lose clients. You're afraid you won't get new clients. You're afraid that you won't be able to pay your bills. What if your business fails because you raise your prices and then no one is coming anymore? And then you're afraid to repeat the same process. Like, okay, I raised my prices. It took me a long time to get new clients and now it's time to raise my prices again. I don't want to go through that process again. Or um, an example that I heard was, I'm scared to raise my prices. I don't really know um, how to go about doing it. And worst case scenario, I'm going to stop getting clients and not be able to pay my bills. And then I got to pack up and move in a box or something like that. Listen, it does not have to get that deep or <laughs> that serious. There are things that you can do to help you feel more comfortable in raising your prices. And we're going to discuss some of that as well. So one of the main things that we are always scared of is losing clients when we raise our prices. And that's not, okay, empathizing, it is something to really be concerned about. On the other side of having raised my prices multiple times, what I have witnessed and experienced in my business is it's for the better. You start to lose clients that you really didn't want to service. And I don't want to make it sound like you don't want to service people, but if you are aware of your target audience and how important that is to the foundation of your business and building your clientele, then you understand that every type of person is not supposed to be your client. You understand that you don't want every type of person to be your client so losing some of those clients when you raise your prices it's really not a bad thing it also frees up some of your time so that you can spend more time either servicing other clients or marketing to clients so that you can get you know new clients in um, another thing that it will help you do is to work less so yeah you're losing clients but the clients who stay the clients who come they're paying you more for your time. So you don't have to work as much as you had to work when your prices are cheaper to make the same amount of money. For example, let's say I make $1,000 a week. Okay, I'm making $1,000 a week and my full sets are 
um, $100 just for easy math purposes. Um, my full sets are $100. Okay, I have to do at least 10 full sets a week. And first of all, whew, that would take my body all the way down. But 10, you would have to do 10 full sets every single week to make $1,000. And again, we're just talking about full sets. Um, I, I'm a feels girl. I love doing feels. I love getting feels. I love my clients stay on track for their feels because full sets, it takes more time. It takes more energy. It takes more product. It takes more time out of their day. Even though they're happy to come here and rest and relax, they'd still probably be rather checking some other things off of their to-do list on some days. So um, and full sets, you don't get those often. And your consistent income comes from feels and not full sets. So anyway, you would have to be doing what's 10 times four, 40 to 50 full sets a month, excuse me, um, to make four to $5,000. Okay. So anyway, um, back to the example, <laughs> you spent you, it was a hundred dollars per client a week for a full set would get you um, $1,000. Now, if I raise my full set prices to 200, are some of my clients going to leave? Yes, because they don't want to pay an additional $100 to get their full sets done. However, in the same amount of times, five days, however many days you're working out of this $1,000 week, you cut the amount of people you service in half just by doubling um, the price of your full set. So instead of having to do 10 full set clients, all you have to do is five full set clients a week, and then you have your $1,000. I think that's right. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yes, that's correct. Just making sure y'all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Say, losing clients isn't necessarily a bad thing. You also attract um, higher quality clients or yeah, higher quality clients when you raise your prices because sometimes the price of your service is so low the people who would love to be served by you and who you would love to service are looking at your prices like oh is she just practicing oh are they cheap because they don't last long and she's still trying to figure this this and that out your prices do put you in a category that kind of um represent your level of expertise now you might be the best in your city the best in your state the best lash artist in the world but if your prices are giving she don't know what she doing. He don't know what he doing. Then you're going to get the people who just want to experiment and maybe not want to commit to being long-term clients. And the higher paying clients don't want to book with you because they don't trust you because, well, your stuff is cheap. And as we all know, most of the time, a big majority of 10 times out of nine of the time, you get what you pay for. So when it comes to losing clients, try to um, change your perspective on it. You would be losing clients, but you will also be gaining free time and gaining more type of the clientele that you want. All right, moving on. Fear that you won't be able to pay your bills. This is why budgeting is super, super important. Um, budgeting and saving. I was not qualified to talk about <laughs> managing money before this year. It wasn't until I want to say either February or March of this year that I really started to take my money seriously. Like I've had months over the last year and a half, I'll say, where I have made anywhere between $3,500, $5,000 in a month just doing lashes. And um, I would be like, where the money at? At the end of the month, <laughs> where is the money at? Why are there still bills that I have forgotten to pay? Like, what was I doing with the money? And of course, I can look at my statement accounts and see um, what all, you know, was the money was spent on, but who wants to go through that? Because then it's like back in your face again. But that's the responsibility part of it. 
So once I set up a system for myself to make sure that all of my bills were paid first in the month before I started just doing whatever I was going to do with the money or with my money, that really helped change things for me. So what I do is um, I will write out at the beginning of the month, I will write out all of my business bills for that month and how much they are, because sometimes things fluctuate. Um, maybe you need a little more or a little less for inventory, or maybe the booking system that you're using, their prices have gone up and you just need to update it from the last month. I list out all of my bills for business. I list out all of my personal bills and what those costs are for the month. And then I add them up and I'm like, okay, I need to make X amount of dollars this month to make sure everything can keep functioning. Anything on top of that, I can take care of other stuff. I can buy me more eBooks to listen to while I'm lashing. I can maybe go, you know, buy me some new jewelry or something or, you know, whatever. And when I say jewelry, I mean like a little James Avery charm or something. I ain't out here just splurging and doing the most. Um, if your name James Avery, it probably came from Shein or Sam Moon. Like, let's be for real. At least for me, that's where my for real is right now. And I have no shame. So um, making sure that you are budgeting and moving your money right so that you can, if you do lose clientele when you raise your prices and it takes a minute for you to recover, you're already ahead and taking care of all of your bills and things. That way, nothing goes slacking. You don't need the most um, expensive and new equipment or you know the all of the products from this one product line like pace yourself get things as you need them reward yourself with new products or whatever it is that you'd like um as you go along in your process but don't go broke on top of losing clients like no um and then you're afraid if your business fails and to repeat the same process the only way your business fails is if you quit if Anything outside of bit of quitting was considered a business failure. I done failed a gazillion times. Like January 2022, I looked at my bank account after you know having been working and doing uh making money and yeah, marketing again. Like looked at that bank account and there were zero dollars and zero pennies in the account. And I said, I will never ever be broke again after I get out of this point. Before that, um, I had to let my suite go because I couldn't afford it. Um, I made investments in companies that were supposed to help you gain clientele. And I mean, I spent like $1,500 in a matter of two weeks investing in this company in their processes and everything. And I was losing money faster than I was making it. So I was like, hold up, we got to stop that. I have failed so many times but i have not quit so you don't even really get to see those failures some of that stuff is like so far it, it, it's so far back in my mind not in reality because that whole fifteen hundred dollar thing um with the company that was supposed to help you grow yeah i did that in february <laughs> in february this year so just a few months ago um but because I did not quit. I didn't stop. I didn't let that defeat me because I didn't let when I raised my prices um, and lost clients, I didn't let that make me want to stop doing lashes when I had clients who didn't like their lashes or didn't want to come back or looked like they had some type of allergic allergic reaction or any kind of reaction to their lashes or, um, like I said, not being able to afford my whatever it was. You can count so many failures, but I didn't stop. So, no, I ain't felt nothing. I have grown. I've had some growing pains and learned a lot of things, but failure, that ain't on the list and you have not failed if you have not quit so keep going and your business won't fail keep going and make investments in your knowledge and in yourself and you will not fail period 
Okay, so let's talk about some things that can help you overcome the fear of raising your prices. One is learning how to market. Again, learning how to market because you're a lash artist and a lash marketer and the lash artist is not more important than the lash marketer because like I said at the beginning, you can be a great lash artist, but if you don't know how to share your eyelash extensions, share the value of them, share the benefit of them and share with people why they need eyelash extensions because they add value and help them in some kind of way, they solve some type of problem and why they need them from you, then you ain't gonna have no clients, period. So making sure, or however good you are as a lash artist doesn't even matter. Marketing is huge and it is important. So learning how to market will definitely help you to continue to grow your clientele, especially when you are getting ready to raise your prices and after you've done so. One of the best ways to market, easiest ways to market is educational marketing. Free game, now it's time for you to get your pen and paper out or your notepad in your phone and write this stuff down, type this stuff out. Educational marketing is simply teaching the client instead of teaching other lash artists. So many lash artists get caught up in seeing other lash artists showing how they do a takedown, showing how good their isolation is, showing how good their retention is. But you're doing that for other lash artists who are not your clients and are not going to be your clients. You need to be marketing and talking to the people who you want to come and be of service to. Um, so that is your potential clients. Now you can use the same type of content. You can still show your isolation. You can still show your um, what your retention is looking like. And you can shit still educate about takedowns, but you need to package it in a way to where it's for clients and not for lash artists. I always give this, this example because it's super easy and first thing that comes to mind. One way to go about educational marketing is instead of telling people this is how you do a lash bath, tell them why they need to do lash baths at home. How do they help them at home? How do they help them with their retention? How does it help them when they come back in for their fields? What does it do for the overall health of their eyes and their eyelashes? Like educate the clients because they don't know. You're the expert, you're the artist, so you know why you're taping lashes down and you know why you're writing on tape. When their eyes are closed, first of all, they don't know why they got tape all over their eyes. And secondly, they don't know what you're doing, what you're writing on their gel pad. So explain to them through your content, educate them through your content about the process of lash extensions and what they can expect and um, why they need them from you. Educational marketing changed the game for me. I will forever say that and forever share that because it's true and if it worked for me and if it has worked for my mentees who have started using the process i guarantee you educational marketing is going to work for you so one learning how to market um we already talked about reasons that you should this well these last two reasons but i'm gonna hit on hit on them again um one being you get to work less and you get to make more money last year my work hours were pretty much from nine to five and i was like i don't like this schedule i don't want to work this schedule first of all i like to sleep in and when i say sleep in i like to wake up anytime that it is i'm gonna wake up sometimes between 8 a.m and 10 a.m but if i don't want to get out the bed until 12 50 i want to lay in the bed until 12 50. so i created my schedule for 2023 in a way that would allow me to do that i start later on tuesdays and thursdays that also allows me to um get my evening clients in for those who work nine to five jobs and don't have the flexibility as others um, and it also keeps me from working from nine and taking appointments from nine in the morning until five o'clock in the evening. Um, so you get to, you know, make your schedule the way that you really want it to go. Next year, I'm thinking about cutting Saturdays off my schedule, seeing how I can 
free up my weekends or maybe just doing one Saturday at the month that I'm working and lashing. Like you are the boss. And I shared this at this little um, breakout session at LashCon. Like we get so caught up in the busyness and the hustle of being the boss that we forget about the blessing and the benefit and the privilege of being the boss. You get to make choices that work best for you and your business. Your business is for your clients, but you get to structure the business for the type of clients who can fit into that structure. Like, make sense? Okay, hopefully it does. Um, so you get to work less and make more. And then again, higher prices attract a higher pedigree of clients um you get the clients who care about their investment i heard somebody say and i'm of course referring to LashCon because i'm fresh back from it but i heard somebody say at LashCon, like you know when um we're in a recession and usually when people are looking for ways to cut back their lashes are the first thing to go now my clients and I am so happy that I can say that because sometimes people do have to cut back on on um, personal maintenance and lashes is one of the first things to go. But in my experience, the majority of my clients, they'll stop getting their nails done. They'll um, keep getting their nails done, stop getting their pedicures and just get a polish change. They'll stop shopping so much. They'll, they will they will sacrifice other things, but their lashes is not one of them. And I am one of the girlies who I don't care how, I will put, I will slap a wig on real quick. I will let this hair grow out. Oh, God forbid. But I will let this hair grow out and give me some braids or something that will help me still be able to get my lashes done if push came to, to shove. Those lashes are important, okay? And you want to attract the type of clientele who need their lashes. I had a client who, geez, I had a client who was in the hospital. She was about to have a blood transfusion and some other kind of surgery, and she had to reschedule her appointment. No problem. This lady is texting me like, T, my lashes look a mess. I need to get on the schedule for when I get out. I'm like, okay, you know, let's just get through your processes first, and then we can take care of. She's like, no, I need to be there when I get out. And I'm like, oh my God, there are people who cannot live without their lash extensions, okay? And those are the clients that you want to attract, but it's not going to happen if you don't know, learn how to market and if you are too afraid to stop lowballing yourself. Like, you do a lot of work as the marketer, as the creative director, as the artist, as the record keeper, as the accountant, as the photographer, videographer, and all of the things that you are, all of the roles that you play in your business. So don't be afraid to pay yourself a little more. Y'all, that is all for this episode for this video i hope that something that was shared was valuable and it really helps you uh, make your last journey a little bit easier as well as helps you feel more comfortable comfortable and confident in raising your lash prices again i'm t the brand i'm a lash marketing coach and i help lash artists become lash marketers because marketing builds clientele i will see y'all in the next one